Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In today's story, we learn about Florissant in 1889. This episode consists of an excerpt from the book, History of a Line, Colorado Midland Railway, written by Horace A. Byrd and published by the passenger department of the Colorado Midland Railway, Pikes Peak Route in 1889. This book is in the public domain of the United States of America. This episode is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. Producer's note. The chapter that is reproduced in this podcast episode is fascinating. It's part of a larger book that is essentially a big advertisement for tourists and sportsmen meant to draw them into exploring the route followed by the Colorado Midland Railway. It describes the stops along the train ride from Colorado Springs to Garfield County, with evocative descriptions of which today's production about Florissant is only a small example. In this episode, you may hear names that are unfamiliar, as over the years, the names have changed or been shortened. For example, Manitou Park is now Woodland Park. Also, Hayden's Divide has been shortened to Just Divide. Speaking of Hayden's Divide, that is where our chapter actually starts. So, let's begin. Florissant, over the Hayden Divide to the land of petrifications. Leaving Manitou Park Station, the Midland finds its way out of the Little Glen and into the hills again. But the hills here are unlike most of the Rocky Mountains. Instead of being rough, broken, and rocky, they are smooth, even, and regular. And in the place of declivities and precipitous walls, there are pretty ravines and sloping knolls covered with grass and trees. How strong the contrast between the picture here and the one in the canyon below. How pleasing the change from riding along the side of cliffs and rocks to riding through green groves past fine farms and by pleasant country roads. The train speeds along through these ravines and over the hills still climbing upwards and soon emerging from the woods into an open country which is appropriately named Summit Park. Within the limits of the park and at an altitude of 9,100 feet, the wheels of our coach roll on a nearly level plain on top of Hayden's Divide. This is a watershed between the Arkansas and South Platte rivers and is named after that eminent geologist F.V. Hayden, who, in charge of the United States Geological Survey, made an extensive exploration across the Rockies via this route. The country here is open and almost flat for miles around, and over the smooth, grassy plains, the traveler has an unbroken view of mountains at a distance. The massive spur of Pikes Peak on one side, and the park range looking like great dark blue hills against a light blue sky on the other. We are but a minute at the very top of the divide, when the wheels turn faster without effort and we are going down the other side through rolling hills, which constantly increase in size and ruggedness until one feels that he is again in the Rocky Mountains, though the scenes are unlike any that have yet been unfolded. On the western slope of Hayden's Divide, seven miles from the summit, is the land of petrifications, fossils, and antiquities. 
Here, not only the tourist and the ordinary traveler are interested, but the geologist and archaeologist find a field for an abundance of thought, study, and labor. Florissant is the name of the town located in an ancient lake basin of the tertiary period, and surrounding it are many natural wonders and curiosities. A Petrified Forest Chief among the geological attractions is the Petrified Forest, which consists of two farms dotted with petrified stumps of trees. Petrified wood and petrified stumps may be found all through a section of country eight miles long and three miles wide. The chief attraction among the petrifications is found on Petrified Stump Farm, a mile and a half from the station. It is the Big Stump. This wonderful petrification is the stump of a mammoth sequoia or redwood tree. As it stands now, it is 19 feet high and 45 feet in circumference and is estimated to weigh 150 tons. The grain of the wood, the knots, and the bark are all clearly defined in the petrifications. On the same farm are six other petrified stumps and a mound of what is called by the inhabitants of Florissant charcoal, which, if it is charcoal, is surely a greater curiosity than the petrified stump. On an adjoining farm, there are over a dozen petrified stumps all in one cluster. There are other geological curiosities about Florissant which can be mentioned only briefly. There are several beds in which are found many curious fossils of leaves, insects, and fishes. These shell beds have been quite extensively explored by geologists in the employ of the government, who pronounced them, in some respects, the most remarkable and prolific of any fossil beds in the country. Crystal Mountain A neighboring peak, thrice baptized as Crystal Mountain, Topaz Butte, and Cheops Pyramid, four miles northwest of the town, yields thousands of crystal specimens to the curiosity gatherer, for at the base and on the side of the mountain, crystals, topaz, and quartz may be picked up on the ground around for five miles square. From the summit of the peak can be obtained an admirable bird's eye view of the ancient lake and the surrounding region. Fortification Hill. Fortification Hill is the name of a hill within the town limits where it is supposed the Indians fought bloody and desperate battles years ago. All over the hill are breastworks built of rocks just as the Indians left them, and on the side of a large solid rock is what has been named the mortise. This is a deep, smooth hole cut into the solid rock. It is about 18 inches in diameter and three feet deep and is supposed to have been cut by the Indians to hold water during a battle in which they might be besieged for several days at a time. Of other discoveries about Florissant and of other attractions for both the pleasure seeker and explorer, the reader will have to look to some future publication for already this article has spread beyond its intended limits. There is a hotel, several stores, and a post office at Florissant. In fact, it is a trading post for farmers and stockmen who have quite valuable ranches in the vicinity. And with that closes our article about Florissant.
From here, the book goes on to describe Hartzell Hot Springs as it was developed by Sam Hartzell. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And if you find yourself chugging along on a train through the backcountry, take the time to look around and appreciate the beautiful scenery. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midlands.